Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dell Technologies and Startup Nation Tech Bytes podcast. I'm your host, Megan Wright, um, and I am just you know so excited for today's guest. It's actually one of my colleagues at Dell Technologies. His name is YJ Lin. Uh, but on top of having a fantastic career at Dell Technologies, YJ has also you know gone one step further and uh, is an entrepreneur himself. So he really lives it and breathes it, as well as supporting entrepreneurs and startups within his role at Dell Technologies. So welcome on to today's podcast, YJ. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Very caffeinated and excited. Well, perfect. Well, I've kind of introed into you know who you are, but you can go so much further with this information. So please tell us a little bit about what you do at Dell Technologies, and then also you know your kind of side hustles and small businesses that you're really passionate about outside of Dell. Sure, absolutely. So why I love working at Dell Technologies is because I've been here for a little over three years, and the work that I get to do with you as well, Megan, is to figure out how we can support startup communities and other various communities that are supporting small businesses and providing them the experience or expertise of a lot of the tenured people within Dell that have helped grow Dell to become a Fortune 50 company. And so I get the pleasure of being able to create programs or events or engagements in which we can share some of that insight and knowledge. And of course, talk about all the different types of technologies that we can help support businesses with and so that they can take over the world if they want to. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, I think we kind of pinch ourselves. We're really lucky to get to just talk with these small businesses and entrepreneurs and connect them, like you're saying, and curate these great networking events or these great events for entrepreneurs and startups um, to, to fine tune and, you know, take the learnings from Dell Technologies executives that have helped grow this company and, and bring it on over to their business. So I think that's a great point. And um, so you yourself, I know you are very passionate about your hobbies and just learning and really just um, kind of, you know, taking in as much as you possibly can. And that's just from me having, you know, conversations with you over these past couple of years of working with you, which has been so great. And I'd love for the listeners to learn a little bit, a, a little bit more about your small businesses and what hobbies have turned into a business for you. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So all my friends know me as someone who just loves learning and doesn't matter whatever it is. And for me, whenever I'm trying to pick up a new hobby, one of the things that always comes across in mind is like, I, I don't necessarily want to be an expert at this, but I just want to learn enough about it so I can say that I'm good at it and that I can appreciate the professionals who do this full time. There's mm -hmm. this really cool TED Talk, and I can go on tangent on this, by Josh Coffin and how to learn anything in 20 hours. But for me, it was really simple of, you know, if I was trying to pick up a new hobby, I know I'm good enough if someone's willing to trade me value or for to pay, you know, for me to do this for them. And so, yeah. you know, my first uh, side hustle was, well, actually, when I was probably in third grade, when I was selling candy to my classmates. But beyond <laughs> that, that's always how the great entrepreneur stories start. I tell yeah. you. And part of it was like, I was telling my mom, it's like, hey, can I buy this box of candy? Because uh, I want to sell it. I actually just want it for myself and then realized I didn't want candy. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to do with this? Let's turn a profit here. So I followed up with it. So, and then photography. Photography was my first love, my first hobby. And, you know, I, ever since then, I got into web design. So did that for a while. Um, got into graphic design. And then uh, what I do now is I have seven 3D printers. So any anything I need to print for <laughs> different things I have, they're all connected to this like mini Optiplex that I had. Now I have a 3D printing business where I create these little board game accessories uh, for you know people who need replacement parts or want to customize their game so that they can have more fun with their family. 
That's amazing. And I, I think, you know, we just got off a great conversation too with Jeff Sloan with Startup Nation. And you talked about within these hobbies and these, you know, hobbies that turn or side hustles, if you want to call it side hustle, that has turned into a small business that you didn't just do it alone. You know, tell us a little bit about your journey from start to finish of how you kind of identified, hey, this could be a great business, but I need some help. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I shared a, a book recommendation recently, which it, it goes over assessing like who you are as a person, what your strengths are, because, you know, as much as we like to be good at everything, it's hard. You know, some people are more naturally inclined to uh, be able to read the financial records or do accounting uh, in their sleep. And some people are so naturally gifted at sales. And so, you know, for us, if you want to start your own business and you're wearing multiple hats, you can try doing it yourself. It'll just take you very, very much longer time. And mm -hmm. when you realize that the world and your competitors and the customers that you want to help out, the people that you want to support and corporations that may need your product or that may want to create something similar, no one's going to wait for you. And so yeah. for me growing up was like, I realized a lot of the times that, you know, I actually got far with my businesses is because I was working with people that were complementary to um, the things that I wasn't good at. And so, you know, we will always work together. We'll get things done fast. And plus, it's more fun when you're doing it with people. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And, you know, um, and like you mentioned, as an entrepreneur, you can be that CEO that does it all yourself. But to your point, if you want to get there a little bit faster and be a little bit more agile and get to the market quicker, you know, having those fellow resources in your community or in your network that, you know, you can come together with those strengths, I think is a great point. Um, you know, so what advice would you give if you were, you know, sitting there at a table talking to um, an individual that says, hey, I have this great hobby or, hey, I have this great um, strength of mine and I want to start this business. I want to be this, this next great startup. What do I do next? Like, what is your game plan the second that you have a great idea that you want to turn into a business? Um, so I studied entrepreneurship formally at the University of Houston. We're actually ranked number one from Princeton Review. So shout out to all the cougs out there. <laughs> nice. One of the things that... <laughs> they implement or, or taught us is this thing called a business model canvas and you can look it up online but it's a one pager uh, framework for a lot of ideation and it starts off with understanding your value prop right what is that value what is your contribution to society that you are looking to create or do for other people and then you go into the very right side is who do you think those customers are how do you want to build those relationships uh, what channels will you build those relationships off who are your partners? What are the activities? What are the resources that you need? And then on the bottom, it's cost and revenue. How are you going to lose money and how are you going to make money? And so I would recommend anyone who's coming up with a new idea to fill out that one pager and to figure out from a holistic point of view how you are going to start and run this business. And then after you have that one pager, do a lot of customer validation and research. Mm. What that means is talk to as much customers as you want to ask them, this is something that they actually want. And then when you get to the point where it makes sense where you create a pitch deck, you can show these investors that, hey, this was my original idea. And after much research, I realized I needed to change my value prop. I realized that my customer segment was different. I realized that I needed new partners or I needed uh, more money to be able to start this. Well, and I think that's just, it's so great because there has to be so much going on in your mind as an as an entrepreneur and, a, and someone who's wanting to start a business and just putting it on paper, really just putting it all out there, seeing it as one frame of reference and one frame of work, I can only imagine helps just, 
you know, greasing the wheels and now knowing, you know, what next steps you need to take. And, and remind, just in case the listeners didn't catch it in the very, you know, first part of this and they don't have to, you know, go back 15 seconds and listen again. Tell us what that was again, the canvas, remind us there. Sure. It's called the business model canvas. Perfect business model canvas. Well, that's a great uh, best practice and a great way to, to kick off as an entrepreneur. So that's fantastic. Um, and, you know, you mentioned now within your current business, and I believe this is something that you and your little brother have started and are, are still running today, is uh, creating these game pieces. And everything that goes along with a board game, you're able to create these pieces um, through your the use of technology, through these 3D printers. So how did that ideation come about? How did y'all shift from what you were doing prior? I think it was with wooden pieces to then shifting yeah. over to these plastic pieces. So me, me and my little brother, we really enjoy playing board games, but you know, our family grew up poor. So we always try to figure out, you know, how can we play the same board games our friends were playing? And then slowly realized that there was a market for people who wanted replacement pieces. And so we sure. helped cater to that need. And after a while, we noticed uh, through the marketplaces that we we're selling, especially on Etsy, so a big fan of them, um, that our competitors were selling plastic pieces. So my little brother asked me, hey, YJ, do you want something to do? And um, I bought my first 3D printer. It was maybe $400, spent another $200 trying to fix and upgrade it. And uh, three months in, I got my monies back. And um, from there, it just slowly grew. When I moved to Austin, since I was working from Houston, and to start working from Dell, I actually had a really small, it's like a three by four laundry room. I had a... (laughs) <laughs> a, a large <laughs> wired rack on there with uh, two 3D printers connected to a, a micro optiplex. So here's a Dell <laughs> plug love it. with uh, a KM717. So these are like wireless keyboard mice. And I had, you know, that shelf on top of your laundry room? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, you're supposed to put detergent or something. So I had two monitors up there, a wireless <laughs> keyboard mice that I can just put on top of my laundry. And so I'll look up and make sure I can print everything. Because that was when I was in an apartment and, and we didn't have any space and I didn't yeah. want it in my bedroom because it was loud. So long story short, you know, I now have seven 3D printers in my garage, somehow connected to my Optiplex through, but you know, Dell doesn't make these small uh, desktop computers with seven USB ports. So you got to, yeah, it's a little challenge to get that all hooked up, I'm so, sure. So but- I needed to find some other technology to connect it with, but... <laughs> Well, I think yeah. you just, you bring up probably, you know, this this imagery of you're an entrepreneur, you're in an apartment, you're maybe tight on space, but you still have this goal and you still have these next steps that you want to take of shifting from wooden pieces to plastic, utilizing technology with these 3, 3D yeah. printers, and you have it all in your laundry room. So I, I think there's so many entrepreneurs out there that are listening to this and saying, yeah, I'm starting a business right now and it's out of my garage, it's out of my living room. And a lot of that came from, from being in the pandemic and, and having to yes. shift and adapt. So did you see any like challenges or shifts or adaptations that you had to make within your business during COVID? Not within my business personally, because, um, you know, I think a lot of people wanted board game pieces. <laughs> sure. There was a demand. There was. But I think at Dell, though, it was a little bit challenging because like a lot of the work that we did, like me and you, right? And, and we both had to go through this was we used yep. to go in front of people to, you know, build that relationship with them in person and, and create these fun events where hopefully our startups and small business can learn something from us. And when everyone had to change to virtual engagements because of safety reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. for us, it's like, how can we engage, you know, startups and small business 
in the same manner. So that was a, a challenge, but I think we got to figure out. I know some of us may start going back. Uh, who knows with this whole Delta variant, but uh, sure. one of the things that I learned how to do to keep these virtual engagements uh, really fun, encouraging, I started creating these like virtual whiteboards. So whenever we we do these events with you know 20 or 30 people, what's typical of these webinars is that there's only one person talking. And so a lot of people are just sitting there and listening. But when you create these virtual whiteboards, and especially for any business who has employees that they are not meeting up. So if you have a bunch of remote employees, I encourage you to explore utilizing virtual whiteboards as a way to engage everyone, get everyone's feedback as you are presenting your metrics for your business. Or if you're presenting uh, something about where you think the industry is heading up or in some of the cases or businesses that I work with, um, we're doing book clubs and we're going to use virtual whiteboards as a way to facilitate those conversations. Yeah, I know ourselves in our own meetings, um, it can get very monotonous being remote and, and, you know, just looking at these screens all day long. So I think you're totally right. I think having this visual to support the conversations that are being had and letting it be a little bit more creative and organic. Um, I know we use that through Microsoft Teams. So that's, yeah, definitely a great call out. Um, yep. So, well, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, your time today. And uh, I have just a couple more questions for you because I just think that you have such a great perspective on, you know, being working at a Fortune 50 company, but then also being an entrepreneur um, on the side and really being passionate about that. So we've mm -hmm. mentioned a little bit talking about, you know, your your Optiplex that you utilize as your, your technology and your 3D printers. Um, but, you know, how else has technology enabled your business and how else are you seeing tech, technology enable other people's, you know, startups and, and other small businesses? that you work with entrepreneur-wise? Absolutely. I think it, it kind of goes to the topic of digital transformation. I know it's a huge buzzword, but when we talk about digital transforming your business, Dell as a company, we have tons of hardware, we have tons of you know software, we have tons of solutions, technology solutions to support you. And it's really hard to kind of figure out what's the best fit for you. But when you want to figure out how to digital transform, and I'll, I'll explain what this means, is to make sure that the employees and the people that you have in your business are working or are empowered to do the things that they are good at doing. And so what I mean by that is to first, when you want to try to figure out what technologies make sense for your company, is to understand what does every single person in my business need to do so that they can do a good job at it. And from there, from a from a human aspect of it, figure out what are those technologies that can help you. And that, this is where our advisors come in. You know, mm -hmm. I use Dell products for my own business because uh, not only do I get tons of training from Dell and, and I get understanding <laughs> of what Dell has to offer, but because I know that I need to have this, like for me, when I was in this little cramped space, I wanted something small, but something that I could still run my 3D printers. Sure. And so for us, it's like we have all these advisors that can help evaluate what do your employees need, whether they're a graphic designer, whether they travel a lot, whether they need something with a long battery life because they're probably working on a cafe half the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, try to figure out what those technologies are because it's not about having as much tools and technologies you know, for your own business so that you can say you're an innovative company. No, it's about making sure that your people have the right tools at the right time. Yeah, it's not about the bells and whistles just to have the bells and whistles. It really needs to be a conversation of what's needed to help you immediately because that's going to be the next step for you know any business owner. So I think that's great. 
Um, and you know, you mentioned it earlier, but I want to make sure that we get this shouted out here. I know you, uh, within your business, you sell on Etsy and that's been a really great platform for you. Go ahead and, and tell the listeners what that Etsy um, handle and what that Etsy shop is for you. Sure. If you look up York's Game Pieces, um, we had probably over 15,000 orders. We also sell a little bit on Amazon and we're building out our own website right now. Um, but we sell a lot of different, you know, 3D prints for different board game accessories. We sell little tokens. Um, and it's just been a great business to have. I don't have to spend a lot of time on it since nowadays everything, a lot of the things are automated. Um, sure. Part of it is having the right technology and tools to, to have <laughs> it. But um, it's a great business because like whenever you are helping people with trying to give them more experiences, I have tons of customers who are like, YJ, you know, can you make this for us? Um, or, hey, YJ, like my family really appreciates this. Or, hey, YJ, my dog just ate all these pieces, you know, <laughs> and buy another one. It's like, no, don't worry about it. I'll just send you. Thanks for supporting. So it's a, it's a really fun business to be a part of because, you know, for me, it's like, how can I create experiences for families to get together to enjoy the shutters companies or I guess sometimes they're fighting over stuff too but I don't know <laughs> depends if I they're think. competitive or not <laughs> yeah it depends I mean they're helping them break relationships or new ones <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, I, again, I think you have such a great perspective on this because yes, you're a business owner and, and yes, you're driving to a metric, but you're, the goal behind it is really you bring communities together. And I think, um, you know, we're so appreciative of you talking through this journey as a, an entrepreneur and a startup owner. And it's just been so great having you on today. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to hear, you know, what's next for you? What's on the horizon? Any new projects or, you know, focuses for you? Who knows? Honestly, I, I kind of leave that up to the universe to kind of decide where where the wind's going to blow. But for me, it's always been about building and supporting communities. I'm very passionate about making sure everyone knows that they have a voice, that they have the opportunity and potential to shape life the way that they want it. For me, I lean on into teaching them about business and the potential that you know they have to be able to you know, shape their own lives. And, you know, working at yeah. Dell Technologies, I'm very grateful because not only are we a technology company, but we have tons of experience and expertise on how to scale this company that startups can utilize. You know, startups, the biggest problem that startups have is how can I make things more efficient? How can I scale my business? And that's what corporations are. And where corporations can learn from entrepreneurs is, you know, how do we continuously to be inspired to stay innovative? Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I enjoy from being both sides of, of the um, you know, spectrum, working in my own business, working in Dell, and how can we share what that experience is like to other people. And, and that's really what my mission in life is. Um, so who knows where it's going to be, but I know that I love building communities and I get to do that through Dell. I love it. Well, and I, I think that brings, you know, us full circle, um, especially with our great partnership with Startup Nation. You know, like you mentioned, corporations and entrepreneurs, we there's a reason there's these partnerships and there's a reason that we can learn from each other, um, you know, so vividly and so often. So um, a great thank you to our partner, Startup Nation, uh, which is such a great platform for entrepreneurs and startups. Um, and then again, yet again, YJ, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been so fun just talking about your journey and your perspective and your your expertise. So really appreciate having you on. 
Um, and I hope, uh, you know, all, all but nothing, all nothing but great adventures for you to come is what we'll close it out on. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for an invitation. And, and I'm really excited that we have this partnership with Startup Nation as well. So looking forward to meeting everyone. Yes. Well, wonderful. And as YJ mentioned, you know, we're seeing this light at the end of the tunnel, you know, as we continue to progress. And so we hope to have the opportunity to meet all of you in person one day at future Startup Nation events and other networking entrepreneurial events. So great things to come. Thanks again, YJ. And, you know, thank you to all of the listeners. This is a great partnership between Dell Technologies and Startup Nation. So if you'd like to learn more or get in contact with the Startup Nation and Dell Small Business Advisors that we mentioned, you can visit dell.com forward slash Startup Nation and go take a look at more of your benefits there. Um, some really great stuff uh, between the partnership. So thank you again for all the listeners and tune in next time. We'll be speaking with Stacy Young with our uh, Verizon uh, mobile bandwidth team. So some really great content and really great information for entrepreneurs for some great technology for our next topic. So thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you next time.